Medical Education Podcast listeners. This is Kevin Eva, the editor-in-chief of the journal, coming to you today with the pleasure of reaching across the Pacific Ocean from the west coast of Canada all the way down to Melbourne, Australia. The voice you will hear momentarily belongs to Tim Clement, who's a lecturer in work-integrated learning in the Department of Medical Education at the University of Melbourne. And I've asked to speak to him about a paper that he and his co-authors have coming out in the April 2023 issue of medical education entitled Noticing in Health Professions Education, Time to Pay Attention, question mark. Tim, welcome. Good morning. And thanks for making the time to talk with me. Yeah, lovely to be here and to be able to talk to you, Kevin. Thank you. Not surprisingly, I'm going to start off just expressing some intrigue with your title. You've just labeled it Noticing. To begin and start your paper with a quote from John Mason saying, at the heart of all practice lies noticing. It seems like one of those words that we use quite blithely day to day, but most people probably haven't spent much time thinking about it. So can I start by just asking you to share with our listeners what the term means and what you're trying to draw attention to in putting this paper together? Yeah, you're right that it is a word that we use all the time. And I think when we started different strands of our work, we used it in a fairly everyday, you know, way. And we thought it was a useful concept to try and share with our students and to teach them about noticing. And then, of course, we found that we had to do a little bit more conceptual digging around to, to work out what it meant and how we were using it. I don't know whether that goes back to my days of undergraduate psychology, where I was always taught to define your terms. Mm-hmm. And when we started digging around in the literature and that had sort of taken place at sort of different periods of time, depending on what we were involved in, we found that it was used quite differently. So in the sort of paper, we do talk about four different types of noticing, I think, or, you know, one is not noticing, which is race, then kind of ordinary noticing the things that we do all the time and don't really pay much attention to. And then we move on to the idea of professional noticing, the way that we teach professionals to see things in a particular way and then i think the kind of more interesting conceptualization for me is what we talk about is intentional noticing which is an approach that we think we can use throughout our lives our professional lives our adult lives to notice a bit more clearly about you know what we're observing what we're sort of seeing to kind of question that and maybe to think about doing things particularly differently i think in the future and so you introduce the term describing it as a form of personal inquiry, but say that not noticing is endemic. Just again, to set the stage for why it's important for people to read this paper, what is the problem that you're trying to solve by drawing attention to this concept? Well, I think that we ought to become a little bit more aware of what we're noticing but also what we're not noticing there's only a question mark at the end of the title because i think we are throwing the ideas out there for people to ask you know does this resonate with you does it make sense are there you know ideas that you might use i've just kind of picked up on the not noticing thing really i'm a terrible person to go into health services at the moment uh, i haven't been a particularly high user of health services but 
when I do go in there, obviously on the lookout for kind of what's going on and what's not going on. And I had to go into a hospital prior to Christmas for an operation, actually. And I got as far as lying on a trolley and the anaesthetic nurse had kind of introduced herself to me in a very kind of nice way, was going about her business and preparing me for that. And then she had a big sort of folder in her arm, which was obviously going into the sort of theatre with me. And she just kind of dropped it from quite a great height onto my penis, if I'm allowed to sort of say that uh, on a sort of podcast. Anatomically correct, of course. (laughs) And I just think that she was completely unaware of what she had done. And it actually made me start. It was a minor thing, but obviously I noticed that. And I don't think it would have been some practice that she would have been particularly happy with. And that was followed, actually, actually, by one of her sort of colleagues came over to the trolley who was just going off shift and they spent the next two or three minutes talking to one another about when they would see each other next as if I was completely invisible. Mm. So, and I do kind of see those things all the time. And I thought it was a kind of good example just for both of those people that if they were a little bit more cognizant of how they were behaving, they would probably think that neither of those two behaviours, and they're quite minor, I think, would be how they would want to behave with a patient. But it does provide a really nice example of noticing as a concept, not simply being about, are you picking up the signs and symptoms that a patient might present with that might help you decide on diagnosis or treatment or otherwise. But when put that way, noticing really does seem like it factors into the full scope of what it means to be a healthcare provider and the interactions and bedside manner that go along with that. Sure. And I suppose some of the literature we talk about in the paper is some of those things have, you know, people claim that they have slipped and gotten worse over the, you know, the period of time for various maybe contested reasons. Mm. So when you set out to try to wrap your heads around what this concept entailed and, as you said, tried to offer some thoughts to the community about how we might think more deliberately about the concept of noticing. You found John Mason's treatise, as I quoted at the beginning, the discipline of noticing. Where does that come from? Or what other disciplines are treating noticing as a subject of study in its own right? The work that I originally read was not John Mason's. That was a book that I went back to when I was digging a little bit more deeply. But I was particularly influenced it's always hard to name authors when you see the papers is usually about sort of 10 authors on them and it's only the lead ones that get mentioned but Miriam Sherins and Elizabeth Van S who are working in mathematics education and particularly using video as a way of looking at what was going on I was attracted to the video use of video originally but yeah that work came out of trying to reform the way in which mathematics was being taught with a particular emphasis on trying to get teachers to focus on what students were thinking. So I'm not a mathematician, but I I was sort of trying to think a little bit about division, actually. I do know that there are many, many ways of doing division and multiplication, and we have kind of different ways of teaching that and doing that, and trying to unpack what's going on in children's heads to try and understand their sort of thinking and the problems that they're facing, and then to respond to that, I think, was what mathematics teachers were being asked to do. It's also kind of interest of mine. Teaching is, I think, is an incredibly hard thing to do. 
There's a nice parallel to that with being clinicians, with seeing patients in front of you, whether you're having to think in the moment. So trying to be a little bit more aware of what's going on in the moment, I think is a kind of useful thing to do. Hmm. As you drew a metaphor, for a better word, or analogies from that science and mathematics literature that you uncovered, you mentioned earlier the different levels, professional noticing versus intentional noticing being the two highest that you named. Can you just give us a bit more of a definition of those and what's the distinction that you're trying to draw between them? So yeah, professional noticing, if I can remember my definition, is really the way that we socialize a profession into the ways of thinking, the ways of being that they need to be as a professional. So it's not only based on the professional knowledge, but the, you know, the things that they do, you know, kind of as professionals. Again, I was sort of thinking whenever I go to my general practitioner now, I'm always very interested in how I'm greeted. And there's usually a standard set of questions that they ask you when they've said hello to me. And it's usually something on the lines of how can I help you today? What can I do for you today? Again, that's a way that they've been taught to start a consultation to try and draw out the patient's story, if you like, and to give the patient an opportunity to try and speak. Of course, the interesting thing is what happens after that and how long it takes for them to interrupt your story. And that's just a kind of another example of socialising, you know, the things that they're looking for, the frames of reference that they have, you know, as a podiatrist or a physiotherapist or a nurse. Particular ways of thinking that are slightly different. And then intentional noticing for me is a systematic way of trying to inquire into your own practice as a professional, but it could also be, you know, what you're doing as a human being. I quite like the idea that it's just not related to being professional and it's sort of systematic in a way that does require you to do things. And it is obviously related to maybe other terms that we allude to, you know, like reflective practice. The way you're describing it really draws my attention to the notion that noticing isn't simply something that we can do from the ground up, that what we notice is going to depend very much on our own backgrounds, so the way that we've been trained to be professional, so to speak. As you start moving into that domain, it raises the obvious questions about what does this mean for education? How can we help learners to notice things with respect to the professional noticing or intentional noticing that you've described? Hmm. So we would make a case in the paper for trying to teach professional noticing, but more particularly, I think, intentional noticing as a kind of disposition that sort of people have. We think it's possibly a good idea to do that. And that probably reflects, I think, a little bit more of a sort of trend in education, particularly at maybe at our university, to try and teach health profession students to think about thinking about what they're doing. So I think in the past you know maybe we've taught people about the things that they need to notice as a health professional rather than teaching them to think about how they're noticing and what they're noticing and we kind of allude to the new model that we put together for students from medicine nursing and physiotherapy just to kind of trial those ideas out with them to see whether they think it's useful for them and to try and see whether it actually does increase their ability to kind of notice things. And are there any 
particular strategies that you think are integral to what you're trying to do, recognizing that you haven't gotten to the point of being able to say with confidence how it's going to play out? What do you see as most central or most important to what you're trying to enable? Yeah, so just about to have a look at the data for that to see what it tells us. I mean, obviously, people need those kind of definitions of different noticing. They need the sort of concepts to think with, if you like, thinking that maybe reflects where I come from and my colleagues come from. Kind of work integrated learning is also thinking about the relationship between what's taught in the classroom and what they go and do on practice to try and make the links between those sort of two things so there is an online module but fundamentally what they are having to do is to take those ideas and to see whether they can make use of them on their clinical placements and so that particular model is in the context of interprofessional collaborative practice you know that's a kind of vehicle i suppose for teaching that and teaching notice so both those things are, are being taught but obviously it is about looking at those ideas in workplace-based settings to be kind of aware of interprofessional collaborative practice, but also to try and learn about the process of noticing while they're doing that. So those kind of two goals happening in parallel. Excellent. It's intriguing. And I'm looking forward to hearing about those data when you have the chance to start digging into them more deeply. As with any new exploration, there's you know, clearly a lot of the directions you could take this. And so I, for one, will look forward to seeing where it goes. Lovely. You've noticed something that we haven't paid a lot of attention to, as implied by the title. So I will just remind people that the title of the paper we've been discussing is Noticing in Health Professionals Education, uh, Time to Pay Attention, question mark. And the first author is Tim Clement, whose voice you've been listening to. And I encourage you to go take a look and see if you can notice things you haven't noticed before by virtue of Tim's and colleagues' efforts to dig through this. So thanks again, Tim. And as I said, I'll look forward to seeing what comes next. Lovely. Thanks for the opportunity to talk to you, Kevin. 